last week we were the best offense in the, in the league, and now all of a sudden we, we stink and everyone thinks we're going to miss the playoffs and we're going to lose all these games. So it's such a roller coaster each week, and uh, I think part of being quarterback is staying even keeled throughout the season, throughout games, because everything is so up and down, and you kind of need that that voice and that level-headed mindset on, on, on the team. Everyone is, is frustrated, but like I said, we're not panicking. Two games in, we got 15 games left. So I'll just take a deep breath and relax. We're, uh, we're going to be fine. And that was earlier this season. And he said this today. Freaking love this dude. Everyone is, is frustrated, but like I said, we're not. Never feel like an underdog. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopel. And as you can tell, my voice is still recovering from uh, last Sunday. That's why I said sports. Hey, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,000 and... What does it say? Wait, wait, wait over here. 2,033 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberries. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification every time I go live. You'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chat. So if you want to support the uh, the channel and hopefully maybe do a comment to Wayne Box Miller, which he's trying to get on the show right now. That's why I'm kind of discombobulated. He's having a hard time with the link. So I'm hoping he can jump on. Really, same thing. That was weird. Um, so give him and me a super chat. I don't know why it's doing that. That's weird. It should not do that. So I might be doing the show by myself. I can't get on. Anyway, uh, where was that? Um, oh, yeah. I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you guys are looking for a rental property to rent, condos, uh, houses, apartments, or if you have a rental property that you don't want to manage, give T-Properties a call. They will take great care of you. And as always, I am being brought to you by Jackpot Joey. This delicious award-winning beer. If you guys have not had any of it, make sure you check it out. Uh, it's from Brink Brewery. It's at Cork and Bottle, Juggle Gems, and lots of other places. And if you want any of this cool new uh, Jackpot Joey merchandise, make sure you go check it out at jackpotjoey9.com. Remember, portions of the proceeds go 
to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. And don't forget to check out and sign up with Betfred. Sports gambling is illegal in the great state of Ohio. So go sign up. Bet on the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl because I like to speak things into existence. They're going to win it. I think they are. I love it. I feel better. I see Wayne in the in the uh, waiting room, so we're good to go. Let's get to everybody in the chat. Let me say hi to everybody there real quick, and then we'll get to Wayne. Uh, who's for Stranger Year first? Crypt Keeper, what's up? Uh, Darth, J- uh, Jungle Jerry, who's in there? Rick the Rock in there. Jerome's in there. Greg, Ken, Porkchop's in there, my boy. Hoss, what's up? It's all the usual suspects. And we have a Facebook user. So I don't know who that is, but he says, what's up, bro? So anyway, let's get to the man, the voice of the Bengals. Pre and post game, and sometimes he does uh, Bengals line when, when Dan has to go and do some uh, Bearcat basketball broadcasting. But he's a legend here in Cincinnati broadcasting. I'm so happy to have him back on the show again. He's Wayne Box Miller. Doing? What's up, Wayne? How you doing, brother? Man, I, did I hear you have somebody named Pork Chop? Yeah, Pork Chop. Yeah, that is the best name and the best food growing up I had was. Pork chop and wheat bread. So pork chop, you know, I got love for you like right out of the gate. Yeah, he he actually used to be on the radio uh, back in the day too. He was on uh, on EBN. Uh, so uh, he's a a former radio guy. His name's Chris. So yeah. <laughs> so what is going on? But you don't have to. You don't have to do uh, the Bengals line tonight. You uh, you uh, you're off. No, I'm at. Uh, you know, I work at St. X during the week, uh, and we got our admissions uh, reception tonight. So all the ah. young men who. We're admitted. We're welcoming the families and things. So Jim breaches uh, pinch hitting for me. Oh, there you and, go. Cool. Uh, Dan awesome. Hort has UC basketball. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, man, to see these young men come in with their dreams and uh, hope that we can help fulfill them and move them into uh, a place of uh, destiny, so to speak, man. Let them find their calling and passion, man. There you go. And I know you found your calling and passion in the broadcasting business, and you do a a great job at it. Now. We're going to do like a little Bengals-Bills preview here. Now, beginning of the week, it sounded like it might rain. Now it's maybe looking like it might snow. Offense line, Jonah Williams is walking around limping without crutches. There might be a chance. I don't know. What, what's your what's your thoughts of the Bengals going into into Orchard Park and, and coming in with the, away with the W? Well, you know, this is a thing that uh, I really love about this team is it doesn't matter. This, this is one of those teams, you know, when we, you remember when we all grew up, there was one team. They didn't care who they played, where they played, and everybody knew that they wanted to play any and everywhere. This is the Bengal team. Exactly. Uh, they they are a confident group, not arrogant, no nope. confident group. Uh, they are close in chemistry. They are close in commitment and accountability to each other. And their singular focus, I've said this since training camp, there was this purposefulness that they had. And it was all about getting back and finishing uh, the work that they had left undone in the Super Bowl. And it seems like everything they do, every play they make, every action is all about getting to where they need to be. Yeah, it's just like Joe's comment earlier today. I I, I don't know if you heard it or not, but here, I'll, I'll play it real quick. Never feel like an underdog. Right there, if you didn't hear that, he said that we never feel like he never feels like an underdog. And that's yeah. this mentality. That's the whole thing with they got to play us. You know, that that's the whole thing. It's like, hey, we're not the hunted. We're the hunters. We're coming after you. You got to play us. We're pretty damn good. I, I've never seen – I've been around football and sports a long time. I've never seen a team 
win the AFC Conference Championship or win the championship, however you want to define it, right. and come back the next year as if they've never won anything. Right. And and it just amazed me that Joe Burrow came back, T. Higgins came back, Tom Boy came back, Jamar Chase came back, Joe Mixon came back, Trey Henderson came back, Sam Hubbard came back, Logan Wilson came back, Jermaine Pratt came back, Jesse Bates came back, Von Bell came back, and yet people say, well, yeah, they, they, they might make it the playoffs. And then when they went 0-2, oh, yeah. people were diving off like the Titanic. Yep. And now everybody's eating their words. And, and, and so this team loves that. Seems like, okay, let's keep, keep, keep uh, playing this slightly, and we'll just slide under the radar, and we'll get together, and we'll make some noise. Well, it's just like, uh, you know, Twitter went, went off yesterday because they were starting to sell tickets down in Georgia for, for the AFC championship game right. between the Bills and the Chiefs. You know the Bengals heard that. That's yeah. just more fuel to their fire. Like, all right, you 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 don't think we're going to be there. Okay. Keep, well, that, keep I mean, that. but that's I, – and I told somebody yesterday when I was doing a podcast, that's just a business thing. you got to start selling tickets to kind of see – what the interest is and things like that. But I mean, Hey, whatever you want to use to, to motivate yourself. But I think that that was more of a business thing that they need to staff, get a feel for, you know, how the tickets are selling. Uh, they can't wait till the week of <laughs> right, right, start right, selling them. So I, I think that we all know, we all know that they want a bills chiefs rematch. We all know that. Yeah. Beautiful. You ain't getting it. <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I think that's the team's mantra. It's like you're not going to get what you want, and I think that it's great that you know they have identified their darling teams. And I get it. I mean, it's a great story. Uh, even before Demar Hamlin, they wanted the Bills and Chiefs because of the way that game ended in Kansas City. Uh, but the reality is, man, there are a lot of good football teams out there, and people need to put Cincinnati in that conversation and stop. With this, well, they got lucky and they got – we only can play who's on your schedule. Right. We beat Kansas City three times in the calendar year. Nobody's ever done that. Jermaine Pratt stripped the ball from Travis Kelsey, a very reliable guy. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on down the line, yet nobody wants to put them in that group, that cluster mm-hmm. of teams that you should be on the lookout for. And, again, this team loves that, man, because they know who they are. Well, the thing is, and nobody's given not only this team respect, but they're not giving the defense respect. Because I was watching the first things first, and they were on Fox here before we started the show here, and they were doing a preview, and and they were saying that the Bengals defense is nowhere close to to the Bills defense. And I'm like, have you watched the last couple games? I mean, are, are you serious? I mean, I I don't. I mean, I'm not the Buffalo Buffalo Bills have a very good defense, but don't don't shrug the the Bengals defense I mean look what they just did this past weekend playing the Ravens for the third time well and the other thing is you got Trey Hendrickson with eight sacks Sam Hubbard six and a half Joseph Osai coming on with three and a half sacks Mm -hmm. I mean so these guys are getting to the quarterback and anybody that watches the Bengals at any point during the season sees Trey Hendrickson is a high motor guy Joseph Osai plays just like him Sam Mm -hmm. Hubbard you know is an athlete so you can line Sam up at a Defensive end, you can line him up and drop back in coverage. Uh, I mean, at this point, the way he ran the ball, he might line him up as a running back. <laughs> right. uh, but, but, you know, this defense, man, uh, they just seem to make plays when plays need to be made, especially in the fourth quarter. And the, they've had a turnover in every fourth quarter uh, going into this uh, winning streak that they've had. 
And so I think that they don't care what you think. They know that when it's money time, as they used to say, money on the floor. Yep. You know, money on the floor. I like this defense. I like us up the middle. I like Reader. Uh, I love Reader. I just I, what he does and the way he takes on a guard and a center or whatever is just unbelievable. You got Wilson and Pratt behind him. You got mm-hmm. Bates and Bell behind him. So right up the middle, where you want your defense to be rock solid, mm-hmm. uh, this, this defense, man. I'm just telling you, you're going to have problems with this defense. And Josh Allen throws a lot of 50-50 balls, and we have guys that can go get those balls. I mean, Josh Allen. Uh, thrown a lot of interceptions this year. So you think about the touchdown to interception ratio he has compared to Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is more efficient. Joe Burrow's nearly three to one in touchdown to interception. And Josh Allen is a little bit more, maybe, you know, two and a half to one right. or maybe right. two to one. So he'll put the ball up for grabs. I mean, they like to go vertical a lot. Uh, that's their game with Stephon Diggs. But hey, man. You know, the Bengals defense and Lou Anarumo, I tell you what, another Ludini. thing that kind of makes me scratch my head, Lou Anarumo's name is never mentioned for head coaching opportunities. I, I know. I mean, I'm okay. I'm, I mean, selfishly, I'm okay with that, but right, I'm shocked right. that, that he hasn't been. I'm sitting there like, all right, the coach of Carousel has come around. But, you know, Lou, I haven't heard Lou's name mentioned at all. I'm That's <laughs> shocking to me. Yeah, so Brian Callahan as well. I mean, you've got typically – uh, but you know that's fine, man. I think again, there there is something special about this team from top to bottom. When I say top, I mean all the way from the front office down to the bottom. Is it just something about this team that uh, is about team, man? I mean, Joseph Osai, when we had him on Bengals line, said, you know, I didn't realize that you still had that college type atmosphere in the locker room and a lot of his friends say you're lucky man because a lot of the nfl teams just don't have that mm-hmm. but this team you may see defensive backs hanging out with offensive linemen and linebackers hanging out with running backs and because uh, it's not a it's not a position team in terms of friendships it's a team in terms of friendships exactly now uh, i talked to you last week about the uh jackpot joey beer and i was going to put it up here from uh let's see here uh where, where, did, it, where did it go Oh, here you go. Yeah. Jackpot Joey, uh, the man himself, Matty Myers, says, Wayne tried any of the beer. And can we offer you a hat? So would you – I told you I got I to hook you up with some of the beer. I already told you I was going to do that last week. I just got to – See, I'm, and I'm, I'm not a beer drinker, though. That's that's the only thing my three brothers are. So maybe I'll give them the beer and let them be the taste testers. But, I, you know, I drank one beer in college, and it it made me sick, and I, I didn't <laughs> like it. So I haven't really had a beer since then. I, well, I, you, I will you say, keep it as a commemorative can, a six-pack yeah, yeah. or whatever. No, I'll take go. that now. There you go. But no, I, yeah. I used to drink Little Kings, but, you know. <laughs> that's that's what I grew up on. My dad had a a, a, a little uh, keg in the fridge of Little Kings. We used to always go down to the bottom. Well, it used to be a jail. The kegger, the uh, the, 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 the bottle, the, oh, my goodness, the brewery. I'll get it right. <laughs> down there off of, off of is it West 8th? Right where it used to be a oh, brewery. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a jail now or was a jail. Anyway, was a jail, to, yeah, right there by the uh, Vidoc. Yeah. Yes, yes. We used to go there and p- pick up uh, th- the kegs there. Now there's a jail, but, yeah, I, I drink yeah. a lot of we don't say a lot, but what about up. the hat now? I like hats now. I'm yeah, we can hook you up with a hat for sure. Just t- tell me what I got a big to... noggin, so you can't give me a little <laughs> medium or small. Now you gotta... Yeah, yeah. Well, they got the little snapback, so yeah, I got a, I got a keg head. So <laughs> we'll have we'll have to hook you up, man. That's 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 their problem. Yeah, and, and a jackpot himself. Uh, Maddie says, uh, 
me and Box have no beer drinking. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. Matt, Maddie, like literally, he'll drink like a half a beer, and he's already like, "Woo!" Right. I'm <laughs> so, a bourbon. I'm a bourbon man. I'm. Uh, there you go. Now, see, that's, that's my... the opposite. I can't bourbon. That's when I start getting woo. <laughs> well, see, I was born in I was born in Maysville, Kentucky. My mother's from Flemingsburg. I went to Moorhead. So, as a Kentucky kid, my dad grew up drinking Kentucky Tavern. So. Ooh. There you, you go. You kind of have bourbon in your blood, but my preference is Crown Royal XO. Uh, that, we we actually we became friends with uh, uh, Cam Taylor Britt's uh, parents, and they've been ta tailgating with us the last couple of weeks. They actually brought me a, a bottle of of Crown, so yeah. I, I, I've been able to partake in that in the last couple. So you get uh, home, put it on ice, let it sit for a minute or two, just let the ice kind of meld into that bourbon. There you go. And sip with pleasure. Ooh, sounds good. I'm, I'm gonna have to try that. I right, see some of the comments here. Rob says eight games in a row. That's some of the best <laughs> luck I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's right. And, and the one thing I, I want to talk about the, 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 I call it, I'm calling it the most iconic play in Bengals history. The, the, the fumble in the jungle. I don't know if that's what you're calling it, but I think that's the majority of what everybody's calling it. Yeah, I like that. That's a good, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Cause some people said, you know, the immaculate something like, I don't want immaculate in the thing at all. Cause that's a Steelers thing. I don't, what right. that? <laughs> so, so right. I like fumble in the jungle. That's what I've been going. But what was? I mean, I was at the game and it was unbelievable. I, I just all of a sudden Sam's running the other way and we're just going ballistic. What was it like? Because because you, you're not. Were you actually at the game or you you at the studio when this happened? No, I'm I'm uh, if it's a home game, I'm there and so I sit right behind Dan and okay. Dave okay. and uh, because we're we're watching. Obviously, they're calling the game and I'm logging plays for highlights for later, but. I think one of the things about that play that really may get overlooked in some respects about what Sam did and more important, what Sam didn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, that goal line stand, a lot of times a defensive end will crash down right, and not hold that edge and be disciplined and, and stay on the edge in case there's a quarterback, a bootleg or something. Right. But Sam saying where he was, his responsibility he got the gift. Had he crashed down, maybe he might have missed that. And for right. all we know, Baltimore could have picked it up and got the end zone. So I think the first thing I like mm -hmm. is that Sam was playing his position mm -hmm. and he got rewarded. Yep. And so I think because of that, I was watching a game. Uh, I'm trying to think of which game I'm watching. Defensive end goes crashing down, man, and they come right back on that side. And it's wide open because they get greedy sometimes. Right, right. You know, they get greedy. They want to chase that ball, man. And coach is always saying, man, if you stay right there, they'll come right to you. And so <laughs> that was the first thing for me was, number one, he was where he was supposed to be. Right. And uh, once he got the ball, you know, as you know, you're from Cincinnati. Many people outside Cincinnati don't know. He's an athlete. You know, he was a safety. He was going to Notre Dame on lacrosse scholarship. Yep. yep. Uh, the dude, the dude is uh, he's he's well built, well put together, but he's so athletic that he knows what to do when he gets the ball. And um, he had the convoy going with it. But the energy, the electricity in that stadium, I think, was probably as loud as it's ever been wow. and, and, and as it will ever be unless the Chiefs lose and we win and the AFC championship game is in Cincinnati. Oh. Then I think the decibel level may go up again. Wayne, that place will – we might shake the floor. I know it's concrete, but if, if we get the AFC championship game, we might <laughs> shake the floors here, man. Because, I mean, it's, last time we had that, was, 
Yeah, it was 88. I was 12. I mean, it's been it's a, you know, two sta- a stadium ago, the old stadium. So, I mean, that would be unbelievable. So, I, we all, all Bengals fans, I know, are huge uh, Jaguars fans this weekend. So, we're, we're hoping, we're hoping that, you know, hey, screw, screw what the NFL says. It's going to be Jack, Jacksonville and, and the Bengals in the jungle for the AFC Championship. I, I am, I am here for that. That would be awesome. But, I mean, I like to go back to also, like, I, I actually, that's a great point you said about Sam. I never even thought about that because, I'm thinking of the great play. I actually try to keep giving uh, Pratt and Logan Wilson credit. Yes. If Pratt doesn't stand them up, uh, you know, it, none of this happens. But I didn't even think about that. That yeah, w- that Sam was a crash and I standing right there, and the ball comes right to him. And it's great eye hand coordination where he catches it yeah. and just takes off. And but think about the, the the big guys up front, DJ Reed and those mm-hmm. guys. I mean, yep. you think about them walling up. So they they wall up, mm-hmm. which means that. Pratt and Wilson can come behind that. And and I don't know why uh Huntley thought that um he had the arms of uh the quarterback from Jacksonville. <laughs> they crossed it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, He's like, it's good. It's good. Yeah, Dude, you're I like think, two feet away from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I think about it, I just went blank on the quarterback from Jacksonville, but um <laughs> he can do that. He's a condor, he's six six. Yeah. And he can reach the ball across the line, but when it, Trevor Lawrence, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when this guy is reaching Huntley's reaching across, like, what is he doing? <laughs> like this dude's arms are shorter than mine. <laughs> and, and 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 like you said, when you show the replay, it's like I don't know what made him think that he was that close that he could do that. But he good for he was, us. He thought good he was Jordan. Us. He was gonna he's gonna dunk on him like Jordan. That's what he thought. <laughs> good for us, man. I appreciate him. We maybe send him a little gift. <laughs> There you go. I mean, one thing I, I want to say too is some of the, the rap birds come out and said, "Well, if Lamar was there, we would have won." Huntley didn't play bad. I mean, Huntley played pretty freaking good. I mean, I don't know if Lamar could have done a, a whole lot better. I mean, yeah, he's Lamar; he's a better player. But I, I think they're they're cutting Huntley short. I, I thought he played pretty good for them, to be honest. It would have been a big difference. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But Lamar in the game changes the game simply because you have to uh, spy Lamar more than you spy Huntley. And in an open field, so you take the one play where Jesse Bates made an incredible play. Yes, yes. You don't know that he would have got Lamar. Right, that's true. You know, that, true. I, I mean, Lamar's got, got turbo. Uh, but the other thing is you have to, you have to uh, defend him. And I think the advantage the Bengals would have is they've defended Lamar well if you go back and yes. look. Mm-hmm. They keep him in the pocket. You got to keep a scrambler in the pocket. You can't rush too far upfield to let him get outside that contain. And you know they did a good job of keeping him in that pocket and frustrating him. Now he made some plays. He's going to make plays. Right, right. Lamar Jackson. He gets. He gets. Well, he will get paid at some point. So yeah, maybe not my Baltimore, but, but someone's going to pay him. <laughs> I just think again, this defense would have welcomed the challenge of Lamar oh, Jackson. Luana Rumo would have game plan Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, it would have been a different game in terms of how it went ebb and flow. I think ultimately this defense would have frustrated him and forced him to make throws that would have been costly as well. Now, one thing we kind of have now, Josh Allen is nowhere the speed of Lamar Jackson, but he is another running quarterback. And the difference between him is he's a freaking tight end and he'll run your ass over. So (laughs) it's kind of going to jump over you. Right, or jump over you, but it's still kind of the same concept where they want to keep them in the pocket. So that's where I'm not worried about Josh doing that because, like you just said, 
we've we've done that against Lamar and we've been able to keep him contained. And and Josh has been throwing some interceptions, especially down in the red zone. Because I mean, if you want to compare old quarterbacks, you know, some people said he's more like like Brett Favre and and Joe Burrow's like like uh, Tom Brady or Joe Montana, where he doesn't make mistakes. Josh's a little more tendency to be the gunslinger and, and make mistakes. That's where I think we got a shot to 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 get some picks there. Hopefully, Cam Taylor Brick gets his first one this this weekend. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know, Josh Taylor, I believe, was sacked seven times in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I think that two things about Josh, or three, I say. Number one, he's going to try to hit the home run ball right. often. He's not going to throw it once or twice. He's going to try to go deep often. Right. Number two, he is going to try to run the ball and make plays because he's capable and he's big. So the, the, the reality is you just have to make the first tackle. You can't let him get past the first tackle because, the, you know, there's probably a lot of yardage behind that missed first tackle. Then you got to get him down with that first tackle. And then lastly, uh, he's going to, because he wants to throw the deep ball, he's going to stay in the pocket just a little bit longer. And with the Trey Hendrickson, Joseph Osai, and the Sam Hubbard, who can get off the edge and get to the quarterback, you know, he may put himself in a position. If you remember the Miami game, he he lost the ball and it led to a touchdown. So uh, that's, I think, that's, that's run through my head while you're talking about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that if Osai and uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard can get to the quarterback while he's trying to wait on Stephon Diggs or, or someone to get open, I think then you're talking about the opportunity to, to um, you know, come behind him and just hit that arm and force that ball loose because – Diggs and Davis are going to be going vertical. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's the, the thing. Now, how concerned are you about the offense line? I mean, it, it's it's I mean, it's obviously it's got to be a concern. I mean, uh, and Jack Scarman played okay. Now, Buffalo's defense, they're good. They're not Baltimore's mm-hmm. defense. So so it's gonna be I don't, I don't want to say easier, but right. I you know, it's that, anyway, I don't say it's still gonna be a challenge. It's an NFL defense. Where are you as far as confidence on the right side? I think it's going to be okay. I'm more worried about, you know, Jackson Carmen or, or Zay. If, I think it's going to be Jackson Carmen, but at left tackle. Well, I'll put it to you in very simple terms. This line is better than the one we had last year. I've, I've been saying that, Wayne. And then people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, so, I still think it's better. You know, number one, this line is better. Number two, Ted Karras gave Jackson Carmen a lot of kudos yes, for how he, he played on short notice. Yep. And number three is number nine, <laughs> right? He knows how to get rid of the ball. We already seen his footwork in that first Baltimore game. He was so elusive and frustrating defenders. So I think when you look at the combination of Joe's awareness that we may get some pressure if we have Jackson in and Hakeem Adeniji and sharpening and and they still learning each other you know these guys are, are trying to learn each other but joe, joe knows that i may have to get rid of the ball a little quicker than i want to simply because the pressure may pose a problem i mean they got some guys that put pressure on the ball in uh buffalo too i mean you got some guys uh oliver's got eight sacks and mm-hmm. i mean not eight sacks but uh trying to think of the one guy's name he's got quite a few sacks on the team but they they get after it man and i think that they're a team that We'll put pressure on him, but again, Joe Burrow is going to be a guy that gets rid of the ball. And I was thinking of uh, Russo had eight sacks, and then you've got uh, Espinosa that had six and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can get there. But if you remember, 
Joe Burrow just seems to get the ball out of his hand just before the pressure comes. And yes, he got sacked uh, a few times in this game, but I'm saying over the course of the 60 minutes, right, right, he's going to get the ball out of his hands to his playmakers. And I like what he did in this Baltimore game because it reminded me of the uh, Raiders game in the sense of he took what was there and not force what mm-hmm. wasn't. Right. And so many quarterbacks of his age, younger quarterbacks, tend to force what's not there versus taking what is there. And Joe Burrow's like, okay, you give me six, I'll take six. You give me eight, I'll take eight. You give me, you know, four yards, I'll take four. And if, you know, Jamar Chase breaks a tackle or T. Higgins goes vertical or something, then that simple play turns into a big play. And so I, I really like the fact that Joe understands the game in so many ways that other quarterbacks don't. He just oh, does, man. Yeah, he's so smart. It's death death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, that's that's what we I mean, honestly, that's what we've been doing all year because nobody's really been giving us the, the go ball. I mean, they get it every once in a while, but not compared to what we hit it last year. So that's yeah. what the maturity and 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 smarts of Joe and this team is. So I mean it's gonna be a blast. I wish I was going, <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't. I don't have. I don't. I can't go. But maybe I'll, I'll be, we'll be able to watch him in the jungle. And anyway, Wayne, I told you a half hour. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, anything you want to plug before I let you go? No, man. I I just want to say thanks to Bengal fans, man. What a great ride! And you know, in the jungle, the light show was just phenomenal. Uh, the the Bengals as an organization, man, continue to invest in the fans and the fan experience. T.J. Hushmanzada being rule of the jungle. I think all the elements were there for a big night, and it was a big night culminated by that, you know, historical, NFL historical play. But mm-hmm. I think the fans to just, just sit tight. You got number nine. I don't care who you have on the line. I don't care what you have on your mind. I don't care what the Vegas line. You got number nine. <laughs> Boom, baby. There you go. All right, Wade, I appreciate you. I'll, right, I'll get with you to, to get you one of these hats here, here, here real soon, all right? Yes, sir, brother. Thank all you, man. Thank you. Who day, day. See ya. Hey, Wayne Boxmiller is a freaking legend. I love that dude. He is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in person. He's so cool. He, he saw me last weekend at, uh, where I'm here at Wishbone, and he's like, Alex, man, what's up? Dad, you up there? He's, he's really cool. So, anyway, make sure you guys uh, – Check him out. He does a great job on whenever he's on the radio. He does a pre and post game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, somebody asked in the chat where I get you guys get this hoodie from. You go to jackpotjoey9.com. It is on there. So we're going to do a little short show today because I am going to Bengals line again. And it's out at scoreboard. So my wife and her friend are already out there saving me a table. So we're going to wrap this up so I can get the heck out of here and head up there and go have some fun with all of Hootay Nation. But before we get out of here, let me say thanks to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, which – I don't even think I got to share him on there because I was, try- I was talking with uh, Wayne, trying to get this all situated to get him on here. But maybe you guys could share it around Facebook. That'd be great. But these are the ones that always help me, and I appreciate them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then, of course, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the show later on tonight, put it on the podcast. So if you missed anything, you can check it out there or rewatch it on YouTube. But it's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review on Apple iTunes. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. My originals. 
I'm at 2,030 subscribers. I never thought I'd get to that many. That's unbelievable. Keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 3,000 and 4,000, whatever. Just keep this going. It's been a blast doing this. It's been, like Wayne just said, this is an unbelievable time to be a Bengal fan. The 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 fumble in the jungle, the thick six, the whatever, the rumble in the river, whatever you guys want to call it. That play is a play that I never thought would happen to the Cincinnati Bengals, let alone to win a game, let alone in the playoffs. That tells you things have changed. <laughs> Bengals fans, enjoy this. This has been an unbelievable ride. And like Joe says, we're never an underdog. I love that. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Ready? And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Yeah, we got